Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Looking forward to next week. We'll be on the campus of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We've got uh, yeah. a big interview coming next week with uh, someone in that area, hint, hint, Yes. Uh, for our 100th episode. Can you believe that we have done this for 100 episodes and A, we're still doing it, and B, neither of us have been fired? <laughs> well, I never planned on getting fired. That was always my goal. Yeah, it's both of our goals, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been 100 episodes. I mean, that makes it almost, you know, basically almost two, years. two years. Yeah, yeah. since we started these little conversations. Um, and it'll be fun. It'll be fun for you and Dr. Rayner to be here uh, at Southeastern next week. For us to actually, we're, we're actually going to record in a studio um, and have a special interview and then maybe capture a few more for the future. Yeah, and you've had a busy week this week as well. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm so glad the weekend is here. I'm exhausted, but it's been great. Uh, we had our, our trustee meeting, and we had donors on our campus. They're always there uh, at the same time as our board of trustees. And uh, so that was Monday and Tuesday. And then uh, Global Missions Week is also going on. So even though Wednesday is not as busy with meetings, we just still have a lot of things happening. I uh, have a, a, a really fun event that happens on Wednesday of Global Missions Week. People who watch The Office may be familiar uh, with Dunder Mifflin always had, a, a, there was an episode where they talked about one day a year, a pretzel stand coming and uh, the all the workers all kind of line up because the pretzel man was there just this one day. And uh, I always used to joke at Lifeway that Thanksgiving lunch was like pretzel day. Exactly. Yeah, people would yes. line up, which cracked me up because, I mean, it was a good Thanksgiving lunch. But, I mean, you still paid. Like, you were still paying for your lunch in the cafeteria. Yeah. And everyone would just line up way down the hall. Well, this is Wednesday of Global Missions Week is our uh, event called Taste of the Nations where our students who have served on the mission field or who are headed to the field or international students, you know, anyone who has a tie to a particular country around the world. Texan students? Um, no. no. Uh, we didn't have anything from Texas. But um, we they come and they just make, make food from their particular country. And they just have them in these sort of little sample size cups. So then you get a, a plate and you just fill your plate with all kinds of things. Stuff you it don't even taste know. Taste the nations. You don't even know what you're eating. And you just... And, and yeah, and it's so much fun. Uh, and I just love it. Everybody does. And it's a great way to kind of, it, it's a strange, strange to think that a potluck would, would do this, but it's one aspect of the week where you just start thinking globally. You're walking around. People maybe have things about their country out on the table. You're eating food. You're talking to them about where they're from or where they're going. And it's just a really special fun day. So that was yesterday. And then today, was, uh, so that was Wednesday. And then Thursday, uh, we had preview day on campus, which was a, a great day. It was, um, that's, that's one of my favorite days. And uh, it, but it makes for a very packed week and a tired uh, Whitfield family. Well, it sounded like it was exciting. And it was also a, a big week in the Whitfield household. We'll get to that in just a minute, though. But first, a lead story this week. Former Maryland-Delaware State Executive Will McCraney has sued NAM 
claiming libel. Yeah, there have been some aspects of this story over the last couple of years um, that have kind of risen to the the surface from time to time. But, you know, this this actually sort of raised to the level of being a news item, really, because it's a, a lawsuit yeah, that's because of the filed. lawsuit. Yeah, yeah so it's a lawsuit from a former state executive director uh, to a national entity. And so at that point, you know, we, we have a real issue. Yep. And NAM issued a response uh, last week. We'll put that in the uh, show notes as well. This all kind of went down last week, and it was just a little bit after we recorded last week's episode. We didn't really have the information to uh, do this, but all the information's in the Baptist Press article about this last week. There's some links to a couple things. And because it's a lawsuit, there's really not a whole lot for us to know. You can read the full claim and all the information over at Baptist Press, but we'll keep an eye on this and see uh, whether or not the suit goes forward or if it is uh, not taken up by the court. So right. we'll have to keep an eye on that. So moving on, we last week we had a lot of trustee meeting news from seminaries. Um, one of them we'll, we'll kind of give a little bit more information about that we didn't have quite all the information about last week. But we'll start in the Whitfield household at Southeastern. Yes. And the new post for one Keith S. Whitfield. Yeah, that's kind of some fun uh, news to drop today. So we just had a little restructuring at uh, Southeastern. The goal has been a focus on spiritual formation and prayer, really, uh, to try to think through how to just strengthen that on our campus. And so uh, Dr. Chuck Lawless, who honestly, I mean, he he's that's one of the things he's known for is for what he has written about prayer and how he's spoken about prayer. And uh, interesting little piece of trivia when when I was a, a senior in college and the guy I was then dating, who is now my husband, uh, went away thing. to this right went away to seminary uh, in Louisville, Kentucky at Southern. He called back, you know, every night or so, and he was telling me that first semester all about how much he loved his spiritual formation class and his uh, professor, Dr. Chuck Lawless. So I heard about Dr. Lawless's focus on spiritual formation almost 20 years ago. He, he's a very wonderful um, model for that. And so this yep. is an opportunity for him to really lead the school in that way. So as part of that, he has been the dean for, for all graduate studies, master's and doctoral level at Southeastern. And so as he brings that new focus, it was just good to kind of shift a few things around. So they decided to have a dean for the master's level and dean for doctoral level kind of split it out. So Dr. Lawless is going to continue with um, doctoral level programs, but uh, the new dean of graduate studies is uh, Dr. Keith Whitfield. Congratulations, Keith. Yes. And we've seen a lot of schools go to this model where you have a dean for undergraduate, a dean for graduate, and a dean for doctoral studies. So right. I think Midwestern's also structured that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and a few more out there, obviously, in, in the higher education or theological education landscape. So yes. uh, new structure over at Southeastern. But that's not all. John Ewart is over the centers at Southeastern. you got a few of that's, those. That's correct. We have... Uh, three ministry centers, the Center for Great Commission Studies, Center for Faith and Culture, and the Southeastern Center for Pastoral Leadership and Preaching. And he's just going to really give some direction and vision to all three of those 
together, kind of align them. And that was announced this week as well. But wait, there's more. Yes. Because there's other information. So I'm looking at the spring board of trustees meeting recap here. And I love how you put it in bullet points, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Overall budget increased from 26.5 million to 27.3 million. So over that 27 million mark, uh, 3.15% growth for the year. Yes. Uh, I had a few uh, professors, John Burkett, Chip Hardy, uh, were named professors, assistant professors, and the promotion of Dr. Greg Welty and Dr. Ken Coley right, to professor and senior professor, respectively. Right. You approved a lot of curriculum revisions. But the one part about this that really jumped out was the enrollment information that you included in here. 3,580 students increased uh, again this year. Yes. Minority enrollment is up from 10% to 16% over the past five years. Correct. Of, of the students. So not only are you growing, the minority base of students is growing as well. Right. And the African-American student population has doubled. Mm-hmm. And your Hispanic student population has tripled in the five years. And now you've got 200 students serving overseas as well. Yeah, those were uh, kind of some exciting things that uh, the president reported to to everyone also. And, and so a lot of that is from, you know, the efforts of the Kingdom Diversity Initiative and uh, as well as other things. But those were those were some exciting things to celebrate. Uh, one thing in the list that you missed, which I think was an important thing to note. Um, yeah, I was going to let you talk about that. Yeah. The Hardy Scholarship. Right. Yeah. A lot of times in these meetings, you know, you, you whenever new scholarship funds are are developed. So the board has to approve them. So it's a very common thing. But we have one that was kind of special. And and the fact that it happened at the same time of these uh, faculty elections, Um, Chip Hardy, who is assistant professor of Old Testament and Semitic languages, uh, and he was elected, he had been appointed, he was elected to the faculty. The scholarship fund that was was approved this time was actually, it's the Katie Hardy Memorial Scholarship Fund. And it is uh, named after Chip Hardy's wife. And she uh, was 34 years old, just passed away uh, from cancer just a few months ago. It was a really tough, um, tough time on our campus and really the end of a tough year with a lot of similar uh, situations. But that scholarship um, is very specifically um, focused on uh, uh, on scholarships for women and international students. And so it's some things that were near and dear to her heart. So there was a real bittersweet uh, situation there that he received this honor of faculty election, but um, she wasn't here to see it. And uh, but but he got an opportunity to honor her. So kind of a kind of a special moment for uh, the trustee meeting. But all in all, really great week. Uh, lots to to celebrate, and we love having. Uh, our trustees and donors on our campus. Um, they're just wonderful people. We have great relationship um, with them. And uh, we, you know, Keith and I have a lot of personal relationships with, with some of them, and we just get uh, very excited to, to see them and reconnect twice a year. All right, moving down to New Orleans. We talked about this one last week. We didn't have all the details, just had a few bullet points that they had released on social media. But New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary's trustees met last week and approved a $24.3 million budget. Looks like uh, I think that's about where they were this past year based on what I saw in the annual report as well. The big news in that was the elevation of Norris Grubbs from Associate Provost for Extension Centers and Enrollment Management up to the Provost position, and Steve Lemke moving into the Vice President of Institutional Assessment role at New Orleans. Uh, So that was the big news, and also uh, in that they 
They had a few academic initiatives that were passed. They approved curriculum plans for the Masters of Arts in Counseling with specializations in clinical mental health counseling and marriage and family counseling. An MDiv with a specialization in marriage and family counseling. Not sure if I've seen that before. That's kind of cool. A Doctor of Philosophy in Counseling Education and Supervision and approved a reinstatement of the Doctor of Philosophy major in Church History and relocated the Jacksonville, Florida Extension Center to the new Florida Baptist Convention building uh, that they've got, and also approved the addition of an undergraduate program extension center at Huntsville, Alabama. A lot of extension centers over there at New Orleans. And uh, Frank Cox was uh, elected the uh, trustee board chairman. Bryant Barnes, uh, First Baptist Church, Columbia, Mississippi, right down the road from where I went to college, uh, was named vice chair. And then Jack Bell from Hornbeck, Louisiana, as secretary treasurer. Amy, who's the chairman of the board of trustees at Southeastern now? Uh, Marty Jackman. He's the uh, pastor of Bayleaf Baptist Church here in the Raleigh area. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I guess starting his second term of that. Yes, that's correct. All right. So that's why there wasn't the uh, the announcements for elections because you're right. off cycle with New Orleans. So you are a little different there. Yeah. There was also some faculty promotions at New Orleans. Uh, Ryan Putman uh, was named. Associate Professor of Theology and Culture. Jake Rudkowski was named the Professor of Evangelism and Pastoral Leadership. Randy Stone, Professor of Christian Education. Sandy Vandercook, Professor of English and Education at Level College. All right, to the States, Amy. Some news in Texas. This was interesting. Yeah, the BGCT, we've talked about them, uh, their, I would say, rightward move. Um, yes. Uh, by all accounts. Uh, has aligned with a group seeking to limit abortions in Texas. We've heard a lot about states wanting to limit abortions. This is just a, a, another case of that happening in Texas again, and the BGCT is involved in this. As you said, we've just sort of watched just maybe some shifts in, in things that, that they were focusing on over the last, really over the last year, just year or two that we've been seeing it. And uh, so this was interesting, and I found it encouraging. Yes, and we'll uh, kind of continue to watch this. We're seeing a lot of this going on in the states, like we mentioned, uh, with states trying to pass uh, partial birth abortion bans and and try to you know push back that the, the abortion allowances in their states. So uh, I'm sure a lot of religious liberty groups will be involved, as is in Texas uh, with the uh, CLC for the BGCT. A lot of acronyms also involved in that. Uh, speaking of Texas, Baylor has a new president. Uh, a Baptist woman has been named the president at Baylor. Linda Livingstone, first ever female president at Baylor University, was uh, named this week to that post. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a big deal. I mean, obviously, Baylor's been going through a lot lately and had some, you know, high profile. Ken Starr was the the president during a, a difficult time, and he's a name that's familiar to many. And then we've watched as David Garland, who. Um, would be no stranger to many in the Southern Baptist Convention. It was a longtime professor um, at Southern Seminary. He was the the interim president. So they've been in a lot of a lot of transition. So here we are with their uh, new president, and it is really interesting. First ever female. So so that ends their search for a president. And I know we have a couple of Baptist colleges out there. We, we saw Mobile just inaugurated their new college president. Same with North Greenville. They just announced their new college president. Baylor's announced their new college president. I think Charleston Southern is starting to look for their next one. So a, a lot of turnover at the top of some Baptist colleges out there in the world of uh, higher education. With as many organizations out there, we, we're going to see sort of regular 
turnover, um, as we've talked about several with state conventions, uh, but also we see a lot in colleges and universities. So it's always just interesting to see kind of who ends up where. Yep. We had a story that we covered a few weeks ago with uh, the Governor Haslam had announced the uh, partnership with the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home in the state of Tennessee. There's another a story about that this week in Baptist Press. The Southern Baptists here in Tennessee and Tennessee Baptist Children's Homes have partnered with the Tennessee Foster Care System. A really great partnership. Really cool to see this. I, I wish we saw this more. I think we had a, uh, a Kentucky Baptist story as well. Uh, they're, they're doing a, a similar type partnership with the Kentucky Baptist and the state uh, working with the foster care system in the state. So it's good to see our, our state Baptist conventions working with, with state children's services uh, to help in the foster care environments in those states. So just another positive story here. Uh, full details over at Baptist Press. We've got the link in the show notes. Amy, you've got a former student, uh, I, I guess alum now, yes. uh, in the news here this week as well. Edgar Aponte is going to be speaking at the Advance 2017 meeting over in Phoenix at the Hispanic National Fellowship of the SBC. So uh, Edgar's going to be speaking at that. That should be a neat little meeting over there in Phoenix. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, that meeting's been going on for a while. And actually every year uh, I used to talk to Edgar about, you know, the different meetings he was going to, that he would be attending at the SBC. And this was one of them. So it's kind of exciting to, to see uh, a good friend of ours as a, as a presenter. So I know he's going to do a fantastic job and um, we'll we'll put that link in the show notes. It is on the uh, Spanish version of Baptist Press, but I use Google Chrome, which means I, you know, the little Google Translate it. pops up, and so I was able to <laughs> read here. it. So, yeah, and and for those of you who may not know, Edgar is the vice president of mobilization over at the International Mission Board. So, yes, uh, IMB getting uh, the foot in over there with the Hispanic Pastors Network. Also, some SBC annual meeting slash pastors conference type news here. Brad Graves will be a nominee for the presidency of the pastors conference. Uh, Brad is the pastor at First Baptist Church in Ada, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a a big write-up about that. Malachi O'Brien, it looks like, plans to nominate Brad at the pastors conference. So uh, some news about the pastors conference this week, too. Amy, they... They started naming their scholarship recipients. We talked about the scholarships that were available to small church pastors. Knew a couple of names on that list. I, I think I you probably too. recognized a couple. Yeah. Probably the same one that I did too. Uh, Shane England here in at Resonate here in Nashville. So Shane has worked with us at Lifeway a little bit. Yes, uh, in the he past. has. So that was kind of neat to see that name. And I saw I saw one more. Hold on. Let me look at the list. I saw. Um, yeah, there was another one that I knew as well. Yeah, Shane. I can't remember who it was. Oh, and also, Amy, one of the names that you may not know yes. uh, that's on that list, while you try to find the other name that you did know, is Nicholas Clark up in Santa Claus, Indiana, a former oh. winner of a giveaway on SBC this week. I know he's a listener. Nice. So I saw his name on there, and I shot him a DM and said, hey, congratulations. Yes. We'll see you there. Well, and also another listener, Luke Holmes from uh, First Baptist Church, Tishomingo, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, he's a listener and a fellow uh, sort of SBC historian, um, does some stuff for the Historical Commission there in uh, Oklahoma. So it, it's, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty neat. We had nothing to do with that, but you no, know, we listening didn't. to SBC we, this week will increase your chances of scholarships in the future, I'm sure. Co- um, correlation does not equal causation. Oh, we are okay. not connected. There was no rigging. Um, yes. 
But we are excited uh, for those people that we know and the ones that we don't. We hope we maybe get yes. to meet some of them. It Come was, see us. Also in there is a list of donors, um, churches that donated to help make the scholarships possible. And that was really exciting to read, too. I recognize some churches on that list as well. Oh, yeah. Cross Church, Hickory Road. Had a few individual donors as well. Yeah. Um, Johnson Ferry. Um, an individual donor from um, First Southern Baptist Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, that's Roger Simpson. Several others. First Baptist Woodstock, Liberty Baptist, um, Broadmoor Baptist in Mississippi, Cornerstone Fellowship in Texas, and the SBC of Virginia. So th- this was really great. So we want to throw that out there um, to also know that um, that you can donate. There are instructions in the post. Uh, for how to donate for more scholarships. Um, this is an excellent idea. I love it. And congratulations to all the recipients. And, and again, thank you to all of those who have donated. Finally, this week, there is a Southern Baptist in the news as the new appointee for the Secretary of the Army. And he is a Southern Baptist lawmaker. And, and he's at uh, right down the road here in Clarksville at Grace Community Church. His name is Mark Green. And mm-hmm. he's been nominated to be the Secretary of the Army. Basically, that is the highest non-enlisted or um, military position in the Army. It's a, uh, and it's basically kind of, if you think of it, it's like the executive pastor role of the Army. They tend to all the logistics of everything that goes on in the Army. And you know how I know this, Amy? How do you know this? Because the current nominee, or the current appointee under President Obama, Eric Fanning, yes. has been on the West Wing Weekly podcast, which I, I listen to quite a bit. Yes, and I'm very behind on the West Wing yes. Weekly podcast, but I do love it. But I haven't got yes. to that episode because... So, but Eric Fanning not. has been on there talking and because there was an episode early on in the West Wing talking about Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Right. And Eric Fanning is an openly gay man right. and is the Secretary of the Army. So they had him on there to talk about that. So Mark Green... Uh, President Trump's nominee would replace Fanning as the Secretary of the Army uh, if confirmed by the Senate. It says he's a former Army doctor. I, I'm just going to assume he's he was in that area of where Fort Campbell is. Um, Entirely possible. Yeah, that's but that's just a, a guess. But, you know, Clarksville, where I'm from, is kind of halfway between Nashville and Clarksville. So uh, Grace Community Church has a great reputation where he is from, or it's certainly a story that's getting a lot of press, um, but this this appointment's kind of a big deal. It is, and speaking of big deals, Amy, it's my favorite time of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go back to 1956 to uh, some, some really big news where uh, the Southern Baptist Sunday School Board had recently acquired um, four pieces of business property across the street from its main 12-story building in downtown Nashville. Um, so that footprint that we all know really well that is going to change soon. Actually, technically already has, but yes, continue. <laughs> but, okay, so technically it has in like the legal sense, but in terms of like where you go to work every day and when I come uh, has not changed, to Nashville yes. and come and visit Lizette and others, that it's it hasn't changed yet. So... This was kind of a time, you know, you, there are points throughout the history of, of Lifeway where this building, you know, sort of started the Frost Building, which I love. 
by the way. That's um, that's one of my favorite buildings. I've only been in it once. I wish I had been able to work in it years ago, but I've never been in there. I I got to go in there one time because we were kind of looking at some office layouts, and and uh, there was a particular layout in the Frost Building, and I got to to go on a special tour to see it. And I loved it. I wish I had worked in the Frost Building. Um, but anyway, it started there, but then kind of expanded. And there are all these points in time where that footprint grew. And this clearly is uh, one of those times. So when you look at this story, Jonathan, can you do, do you have a sense? Because this is the hard part is I can't seem to get my head around exactly where or which pieces of property yep. this is. It's very difficult to to know which piece of property they're talking about. It could be about three different places because the, the the land that it talks about that Lifeway already has at the time is surrounded by Lifeway property on three sides right now or, or has been surrounded on three sides. Um, so it's, it's one of those three sides because it says it was bought right across the street from its main 12-story building in downtown Nashville. Right. That leads me to believe that the property this is talking about is likely where the SBC building and the Commerce Street lot currently sit. Because Lifeway, I don't believe, ever built anything on that okay. and then uh, sold that to the executive committee for a dollar in like the early 80s, and they built their building that, that currently stands across the street from Lifeway. I, I really think that's the land that it's talking about. So this was this was the land that Lifeway bought that eventually wound up, I think, being the SBC Executive Committee offices. I wonder if Dr. Draper's book addresses this. I'm sure it does. It's been a long time since I've read Lifeway Legacy. There's some fascinating stuff in Lifeway Legacy. Oh, Lifeway Legacy is very interesting because it doesn't just hit on Lifeway. It really hits on some key moments in the Southern Baptist Convention. So, Oh, totally, yes. It's it's a very good resource. And so maybe it's in there. I should go pull my copy out. I Um, should do that. Mine's at the office. Yeah, cause, because uh, at least when I started there, you, you received a copy at New Employee Orientation. Same and as me. So not long after New Employee Orientation, I decided I'm going to read this because I want to know about the place where I work. And I learned just a ton of stuff. Um, so I'll have to go and look. That it, that book may explain a little bit more about where this is. But the truth is, it's just an interesting story because when we experience, when we go to Nashville, we, we're in this sort of big complex, you know, or whatever that's now going to a different place and be a little bit smaller. Um, it It's just everyone's accustomed to this is Lifeway. Uh, this is, it, you feel like it's always been there. But you see there were these moments in time where, you know, it just got a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger and uh, buying up this spot and this spot. And so this was sort of a part of that um, of that story. Now, there are some other good little nuggets in this um, issue of Baptist Press. If you keep scrolling down. Also, um, there was an open house in Greenville, South Carolina for the new Furman University campus. So that's kind of interesting. Um, they were laying the cornerstone for the library and. Um, uh, $1 million library, man, I would love to be able to build a, a university library for a million dollars. That would actually be uh, a pretty nice because they cost a lot more than that now. Um, and then uh, there's an interesting little story down below uh, about Billy Graham uh, kind of heaping some praise on the cooperative program, saying it was the greatest means ever devised by the church for giving of one's tithe. 
Um, and he did this in a letter to the editor of the Baptist Standard. Uh, and this said at that time he was a member of First Baptist Dallas. Yeah. How about uh, that? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Said he supported the cooperative program without hesitation. So that was interesting. And this is in 1956, remember? So the CP had only. Chriswell. Yeah. So the CP had only been around, you know, for about 30, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So when, you know, you have to remember that, that when you're having this discussion, I mean, there are, pe- there are still plenty of people around that remembered before the cooperative program existed. So making that statement would have been very newsworthy and important for someone of his stature and leadership to say that. So um, it's so it's it, this is an interesting little issue of Baptist Press. Uh, but when you look at at the place where you go to work every day, Jonathan, at least some portion of it, you know, where you look out your window or across the street or whatever, uh, all started this week in SBC history. All right. Well, and I think I was actually on that footprint this week because I, I went across the street to the SBC building and, and met with Ashley Clayton. Very nice. Yep. Big fan so, of Ashley. Yeah. It's good to see Ashley. Some uh, We're talking about some things. Some don't have all the details yet. So. Uh, as soon as we do that, we'll pass those along to the listeners. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, we're looking forward to Phoenix. Yes, it's going to be really fun. Resources of the week. My resource of the week is I'm going to put the link to the SBC Annuals Archive over at the Historical Library and Association. We might have done that before, but I've been doing some digging this week for a project at work and found some really good nuggets in there. Yes, you Folks, have. You've been sending those my way, random motions from people through the years. We've had motions from from some crazy stuff. I, I mean, I'm actually glad. Wow. To, I'm actually glad to hear what it was that is a work project because a part of me wanted to ask why. What are you doing? Why are you finding all of this stuff? Because it was just well, the there most was something random I thing. found. Yeah, there was something I found in an older edition of it relating to something Lifeway's doing right now. So mm-hmm. I needed to go and try to find if anything happened since then that would throw a wrench in the thing we're, we're working on. And I, I'm, I'm looking and just waiting to see what I find. So every day or so I go through one or two of them and I'm just gonna, I don't have the time every day to just sit down and read annuals for hours and hours right. on end, but I, I've got time here and there, you know, between meetings or something like that when I've got 10 minutes or 15 minutes just to flip through one. Just a look. Well, and here's, here's a good, sort of trick if you're just kind of trying to get just kind of human interest stuff or just interest in the sort of random things of SBC history if you pull up one of those annuals and you just run a search for the word motion that'll yes. take you that'll take you because you because these things are massive I mean it's full of reports and all this stuff yeah. but if you do a search for the word motion that's when you really get it. and this isn't just to see the crazy stuff you really get um, an opportunity it's in the resolutions and the motions that you start to see um the heart and the focus, the kind of the, the things that, that people valued uh, at at that time. And, you know, some of them are well unexpected. We'll just say it that way. Yes. Quite unexpected. But we'll let so, our listeners find those for themselves. You, you kind of look and go, huh? All right. Everyone has things that are important to them. And exactly. so we honor that. I'm just not sure that motions are the right way to express their importance, but. Well, but they try. It's an opportunity. Yeah. And then you see if it's in order, out of order. Um, you, but some at some point you'll have to come with some examples um, or people can just go looking. I can offer one example. I'll put that go in the show it. notes this week. 
Oh, but that, you're gonna put, you're not gonna say it. Nope. You got to go to the screenshot and check that one out because it was glorious. Presented I laughed for days. Comment. I'm still laughing. I'm still <laughs> laughing about that one because I just, I just, I just trying to figure out what precipitated this move. So that's all. But I put it at the bottom of the show. Go check out the show notes and it's you like can an see Easter the motion. You're going to have to check the analytics for the uh, show notes this to week and see if, see if it, they yeah. go up <laughs> for people to you. check this out. I mean, I might just have, that could be like a random feature that we have every week or so. Just random Hide motion that Jonathan egg. finds. Yes, a random motion is yes. the Easter egg in the show notes. It could be a yep. new series. It could be. All right. Well, your resource of the week is? Mine's a conference that's going to be uh, hosted at Southeastern in the fall, although it is joint with a number of organizations. It's called the uh, Reaching the Nations in North yeah. America Conference. This is the second one. Uh, they, they had one in Nashville last year. Um, so it's going to be at Southeastern this fall in October. Um, NAM is a sponsor, North Carolina Baptist, IMB, the People's Next Door Project um, as well. Yeah, you were in a meeting about that, and I kept bugging you on the on text, and you, you were kind of getting frustrated with me, I think. Yes. So, uh, well, and you were also texting with someone else that was in the meeting, and it was just kind of funny. Um, but anyway, it's going to be on the Southeastern campus, but a lot of people are involved in the process, and we have some great speakers. Um, Dr. Aiken is going to be speaking, also Bryant Wright, J.D. Payne, J.D. Greer, um, and uh, Chris Clayman from uh, Global Gates Network. So it, it really is about um, the uh, impact that, you know, refugees and immigrants uh, really mean that the nations are coming to us and what it means for us to reach the nations that are just, you know, our neighbors now. Uh, so um, I, I think that's going to be a great opportunity, but registration is open. And so I wanted oh, okay. to throw that out there. And uh, right What's now. What's the dates on the conference? October 27th and 28th. Um, and it's a $49 registration. Wow. Which is pretty good. Uh, with is this, there a Halloween theme? Is this like the, uh, the <laughs> Disney After Dark kind of thing at Disney World at that time of year? Um, you know, we, we don't do a lot of decorating for that. It should be, it should be a Protestant Reformation theme. Uh, people do talk about that a lot, especially this year. It's kind of a big yes. deal. 500? Yes. Kind of a big deal. Um, but uh, anyway. So no theme? Okay. That's not the plan. Um, and, you know, you don't want to do it. October 31st is pretty crazy in Wake Forest because it's it's a big deal. Halloween is a big deal in our town. Um, so you'll have to move on out before Main Street gets completely uh, crowded over. But this is the 27th and 28th. $49 uh, discounted rates available for students. And uh, then registration does increase to $60 at the door. So early registration is a good idea. Um, but it's going to be a great couple of days, and I hope that people will come. All right. Well, if you're in the area or really interested in missions, get over to Southeastern this fall. And uh, also, just want just a quick reminder, you've got uh, two more opportunities for the SEND conferences this year in Dallas and in Orlando. So uh, the Dallas one is coming up soon, like in two weeks. So uh, get on that if you're interested in that. Go down over to uh, the Dr. Pepper Center, I think, in Frisco is the, is the Dallas one. And then at uh, First Baptist Orlando in Orlando in July, about July the 25th-ish. Um, so uh, don't forget about those conferences as well. And then we got SPC Annual Meeting. Come to Phoenix. Come see us in Phoenix. 
Uh, we got some good plans uh, that we've got cooking for that, trying to get that all solidified and hopefully announce those soon. Uh, next week, Amy, will be a busy week in the SBC uh, because I'm I'm hearing that the nominating committee will be releasing their report next Friday. I don't believe we will have that in time to get it on the show next week because I think we're going to be recording a little bit early because of our uh, our time uh, in Wake Forest together. And then um, we've got episode 100. So got a special yeah. guest for that next week, a special, hopefully extended interview. Um, and then also we've got the tellers committee. I, I, I hear the invitations have gone out for that. So that should be coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. Also, I guess the credentials committee would be coming up uh, soon as well. So a lot of announcements related to the SBC annual meeting and a lot of announcements uh, coming from us, hopefully, over the next few weeks. Hey, are we lining somebody up to give us the, the scoop on Phoenix? I've got to work on that. Yeah. So if you know if you know of somebody in Phoenix to tell us about Phoenix, other than it's going to be hot, then let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, SBC This Week, on Twitter or on Facebook, and, uh, and give us some names of some people in Phoenix that we can hook up with also, and get the lowdown. Yeah, also, Philip Bethancourt, if you're listening, I will make your restaurant guide my resource of the week, but I'm looking for it. So, yes. I need, we, we need it. We need it. It's, the, the public demands it. So, yes. um, we, uh, we hope that you are working hard on that. Pizzeria Bianco. I mean, that's, that's all you need to know. Best pizza in America, apparently. Now, remember, a lot of us have, a, a lot of us are bringing our kids this time. Okay. Because maybe we're going to do, for us, we're going out west. You know, we're doing some McDonald's. stuff out west after. I think so, they have McDonald's in Phoenix. I, I got to have some stuff like for where's a good hot dog or, They you have know, in and out Oh, that's, yeah. I think that's they have in and out in Phoenix. I'm pretty yeah. sure about in and out So, our, our, t- as far as eating, our time's probably going to be a little bit different this year as it has been in past years uh, in the types of places we're going to go because we will have a 13 and 11-year-old with us. Uh, Drew and Mary, they can, they can eat at the fancy restaurants too. <laughs> well, one of them might eat like way too fancy and then we'll be hurting. <laughs> <laughs> you got kids with expensive taste, huh? We won. Yes, I won't mention who. So anyway... Now you got me wondering. I'll find out next week. All yeah. right. All right. So keep uh, keep follow us on Twitter. If anything breaks in the meantime before next Friday and next week's episode, uh, we'll be sure to tweet that out. Any of the big breaking news or big announcements coming from any corner of the SBC, you can always catch that at SBC This Week on Twitter. We try to stay on the pulse of things on Twitter, so give us a follow over there. We've got about 1,200 followers on that, Amy. That's pretty impressive. Almost as many as you. Yeah, you know, it's it it's a good number. It's a good number. I just I just let them kind of come as they as they do, and uh, you should be more popular than you are, Amy. No, I'm fine. That's I think 1,200's great. Wait till that book drops. I saw the cover of your book, a proposed cover of your book this week, so I'm getting excited about that. Yeah, yeah, got a fun project in the works. Yeah, it, it'll be a while before it's all done and out, but we are in that in that phase, and it's kind of fun. All right, so be sure to catch us up on Twitter. Uh, follow us there at ACWIT, at Jonathan underscore Howe, at SBC This Week. And we will see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.